It's Monday, January 8th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Congressional leaders reached a bipartisan deal on Sunday, setting a roughly $1.6 trillion federal spending level for the year. But the pact drew quick criticism from some conservatives, and it remained unclear whether lawmakers would be able to quickly pass legislation averting a government shutdown. The House and Senate now have less than two weeks to craft underlying bills funding the government, with several agencies set to run out of money later this month and the rest to follow in February, a tall order in a Congress that has struggled to pass major legislation on time. In other news, a wintry mix of snow and sleet made for a miserable weekend across much of the Northeast, and a second storm moving coast to coast could bring blizzard conditions to the Plains and Midwest and potential flooding to the northeast early this week. Southern New England along the New Hampshire border with Massachusetts got some of the most concentrated snowfall, ranging from 15 to 17 inches, according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's Weather Prediction Center. A second winter storm dumped over a foot of snow in Northern California on Saturday night and moved over Arizona, Utah, and New Mexico Sunday, the center said. Flagstaff, Arizona recorded eight inches of snow by mid-afternoon. That storm is expected to arrive in the northeast on Tuesday and bring wet snow that will turn to rain. Around the world, Israel and Egypt are negotiating the future of a corridor between Egypt and Gaza that Israel says has been used by Hamas to smuggle weapons and people through underground tunnels and is key to destroying the militant group. Israel has requested that sensors be installed along the Philadelphia Corridor, the sliver of land controlled by Egypt that borders Gaza, according to senior Egyptian officials, to alert Israel in case Hamas attempts to rebuild a tunnel and smuggling network after the war. Israel also requested direct notifications if the sensors are triggered and the right to send surveillance drones into the area in case of such a trigger, the officials said. In response, Egypt said that it would consider adding the censors, but that a direct notification or approval of drones would be a violation of Egyptian sovereignty. The negotiations, which have taken shape over the past two weeks, are currently stuck on this issue, the officials said. Meanwhile, Russia launched 28 attack drones and three cruise missiles at Ukraine overnight, Ukraine's Air Force said on Sunday, adding that its air defense system destroyed 21 of the drones. The Air Force said on its Telegram messaging channel that Russia targeted mainly the south and east of Ukraine and did not say what happened to the three cruise missiles. The enemy is shifting the focus of attack to the frontline territories. Dnipropetrovsk and Kherson were attacked by drones, Air Force spokesperson Yuri Inat told National Television. He also said an educational institution and its dormitory, two multi-apartment buildings and one administrative building were damaged. And back in the U.S., the first American lunar lander in more than 50 years rocketed toward the moon Monday, launching private companies on a space race to make deliveries for NASA and other customers. Astrobotic Technologies lander caught a ride on a brand new rocket, United Launch Alliance's Vulcan. The Vulcan rocket streaked through the Florida pre-dawn sky, putting the spacecraft on a roundabout route to the moon that should culminate with an attempted landing on February 23rd. 
The Pittsburgh company aims to be the first private business to successfully land on the moon, something only four countries have accomplished. But a Houston company also has a lander ready to fly and could beat it to the lunar surface, taking a more direct path. The last time the U.S. launched a moon landing mission was in December 1972. Apollo 17's Gene Cernan and Harrison Schmidt became the 11th and 12th men to walk on the moon, closing out an era that has remained NASA's pinnacle. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.